Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reputable Revenue Podcast. If you're a remote business builder, you're in the right place. On this podcast, we explore all things it takes to create reliable, repeatable sales growth in your business. So we talk strategy, tactics, marketing, sales, leadership, and maybe most importantly, self-leadership. You'll learn from me and my experience from sales rep to CEO to now founder of a business I've built in Baja, as well as other guests and experts. You can check out RayJGreen.com for more information about me. Now, let's dive into why you're here today. A lot of people think building for scale, like getting scalability in your business is just something that's really reserved for like tech unicorns or if you're building a billion dollar company. And that's not the case. Building for scale and getting some scalability in your business, even if it's a one person business, is the road to also getting freedom. Like how you use the efficiency you get from scale varies depending on your goals for your business. Let's talk about that a little bit more today. We talk about scale when we're building like for aggressive growth, right? Growth in revenue, growth in your team size, growth in your offerings, growth in the ops, like you're building for scales usually associated with growth. So a lot of service-based businesses or solopreneurs ignore this concept of scale. I don't need to, I have a small one-person business. I don't need to focus on making it scalable or making certain parts of my business scalable. And they go out like with that mindset and they go out and they do random acts of marketing. They do deliver, like they do customized work for every single engagement that they have, thinking that scalability is not relevant for their business. And that inevitably it leads to plateaus in your sales growth in or in the amount of work that you can actually offer because everything is customized leads to a lot of burnout especially with small businesses and solopreneurs because you're trying to overcome these plateaus that you hit with just like sheer will I'm going to outwork this and then generally this starts to happen like you hit these caps you try to bust through and you get burnt out and overworked And you end up really like dissatisfied with your business. You end up resenting it. You've got some frustration with this own business that you've built. And most of us built these businesses to escape some version of corporate burnout. We just end up in kind of the the same trap. I've built like two client-based sources of revenue to one to 40,000 a month and one to 70,000 a month. And one lesson that I've learned from experiencing these caps and these plateaus and even burnout is that building for scale, getting scalability in your business has incredible value. Even if you want to stay a company of just one person, if you want to stay a solopreneur, scalability is still very critical. When you work with clients, like building for scale means being able to help more people get the same results with less investment of your time. You're able to deliver the same transformation or even better with less time. And in other words, you can increase the number of clients that you're working with 100%, but you're only increasing the amount of time that you're going to personally invest by 25%. So five more clients doesn't mean five more entire units of your time. And if you can do that without sacrificing results, now you've got some scalability in your business. And if you want to 10X your business in 12 months, Building for scale is going to make things a hell of a lot easier, obviously. But even if that isn't your goal, then building for scale is still going to be a game changer in your service business because it lets you do more work in less time. 
but you don't have to use that time that you get back to go get more work. Right. And that's where the misconception comes in a lot of times is that we think I've got some scalability in different parts of my business. I've, I can get some time back with that efficiency. And now I've got to use that time to continue growing. And that's not the case, right? Like you can use that time for yourself, go hang out with your family, pick up a hobby, work on, do the stuff that you've not been doing as a solopreneur, as a digital entrepreneur, pick up a passion project, right? Or just not be busy for a change. The efficiency that you get from scale creates optionality for you. And that's the really important piece. If you want to like that kind of optionality, if you want to be able to say, all right, how am I going to use this? I'm going to, maybe I am going to double the amount of clients that I've got, or I'm going to just cut back the amount that I'm working. There are basically three areas that I would suggest looking for scalability in your business. Okay. The first one is marketing. And to me, it's easy to see why marketing is like the best place to start for scale. There's no need to worry about scaling any other part of your business if no one knows about you, if no one wants to buy your stuff, if no one's interested in your offer, right? Marketing drives that. So that's really the first place to think about scalability when it comes to your business. And marketing that's built for scale means that it's working even if you aren't the one pushing that flywheel, right? It's your marketing is working for you even if you aren't. And ideally, you want assets that are out there that you create one time, right, that are out there. And those assets then continuously just work on your behalf. And some, a couple of examples, like one is you can have a free community. You can have a free group. You can do on-demand trainings, like pre-recorded webinars or tutorials. You can, if you've got consistent content on social media that you batch, and then you've got weeks of content loaded up and ready to go for you, you can Hell, like a buddy of mine, Marcus Chan, he's got a, now it's now a best-selling book. Another buddy of mine, Justin Welsh, he's got a newsletter with the time of this, I think it's a 60, 70,000 subscribers, the Saturday Solopreneur. He's going to write it one time. He's going to send it out there. He's going to post it to the website. Now it's working for him, right? And that's, that's how you start to get some scalability in your business by intentionally creating these assets and then placing them like in front of your audience and having them do work for you. There are literally, I mean, I've given you a handful. There are thousands of ways to do this. Like you can create scalable marketing systems and there's no one size fits all for everyone. But just about all of them are going to be high leverage on your time, meaning one to many, meaning instead of one to one type of marketing services, like referrals, word of mouth, things like that, like a one to many message is something that can be delivered and at scale and if you get the right asset delivered asynchronously, meaning you aren't the one, like you don't have to be there to do it. And those are a couple ways that you can think about getting some scalability in your marketing. Now I'll put a link in, in below because I've got some more content on, all right, what do you need to do to have a marketing funnel? I'll put it a link and you can check that out. So marketing is one place to start. The second one is sales, right? If you're selling a high ticket type of service for a consulting offer, a coaching offer, or some type of fractional services, like it's something that's on the higher ticket side of things, there's a good chance you're having one-on-one -on -one conversations. And those conversations are, they're hard to script verbatim. If you're selling any type of service that solves a complicated or a complex problem, you're not going to be able to write one script that you're going to be able to say, right? Because when you're solving complicated problems, these conversations go in a number of different ways. But that's why like building 
like I say, that sales that scales is different than marketing, right? Like it's not just, it doesn't have to be just one to many and it doesn't have to be done asynchronously. With sales, you don't have to do that, but you do need to make it consistent and measurable. That's one of the easiest ways to create some scalability in your sales process. And like a consultative sales process, like one where you're going, you're doing some discovery, you're doing a diagnostic process, starts to get scalable when one, you can teach someone else to execute it. And two, when you can accurately measure whether it's working. And three, when you can identify where you need to improve, like a system, like a, and that's why the foundation of a scalable sales process is having a playbook, having a, a talk track, a guide, a framework that describes how you approach the sales conversation, what you're going to say, how you're going to move prospects through your process. And when you've got that playbook, when you have some consistency in it, and just because you can teach it to someone doesn't mean you have to, but you've got that optionality. Like a consistent sales process is essential. And I'll also put, I've got a whole playbook. I'll share my, the sales playbook that I've installed and worked with my own fractional clients. I'll give you that, that playbook and it'll be in the, it'll be in the show notes. So you've got marketing, you've got sales. The third place you want to look, if you've got a service-based business for options on to scale or more scalability is the delivery of the actual service. All right. And this is when it comes to delivery, you build for scale by productizing your services or systematizing and creating some consistent processes for how you get results with your clients. And I've productized a couple of my own services. I've helped 30 solopreneurs productize theirs over the past six months. So I know it can be done. And I hear many of the objections like mine, I don't know my own process or I don't have a process. Like it's too customized. Like I've heard this, but I know it can be done. And I've also seen the results of a productized model compared to one that isn't right. But Countless people will tell me you can't, yeah, I get that, but not my stuff, right? You can't expertize, you can't productize my expertise. This can't be systematized. But here's the thing, like when you productize your services, you don't have to create, that doesn't mean creating a paint by numbers template for you to do the work, right? Like you can start with creating a framework and a process that allows you to do better work faster, more consistently. And by productizing your services, they also get easier to explain. They get easier to market. They get easier to sell because there's more consistency. It's a lot easier to, to market and sell a productized service that has some boundaries, that has some deliverables, some clarity around it than it is, hey, I'm, a, I'm Ray, a smart sales and marketing guy. I can solve a lot, a lot of different problems. What kind of problems do you have? That's tough to market. I've also, I've got a guide on, on productizing your services. It's two parts and I'll drop both of them in the show notes. But the thing is like long hours, low pay, like trying to outwork plateaus aren't a requirement of a like of a service-based entrepreneur. Although that's where a lot of us end up when the essential functions of your business aren't built for scale, think marketing, sales, delivery, you're the one that suffers, right? The longer hours that are really necessary, oftentimes lower pay than what you can otherwise earn because there's no ability to take on more clients without crushing your schedule and generally less satisfaction with your business or the stream of income that you've created for yourself. And when you do build for scale, you give yourself options and optionality is freedom and freedom is, at least with the people I talk to, one of the driving forces 
for building the businesses that we're building, right? Now, one last thing on this, it's don't get stuck trying to scale all this stuff, trying to scale your tech and CRM and all the systems and stuff like that before you have product market fit. A lot of people do that. Like they, they take this message and they go, okay, everything has to be completely scalable. So they go into their tech and they say, okay, I can't work on a spreadsheet. I can't use this. I've got to have this like really big infrastructure. And you don't. Too much scale on the, especially on the tech side, too early before you've got real product market fit makes things tougher later because things are going to change. And you're going to, as you scale your marketing and your demand generation and make your process more consistent, deliver great work. Those are the things you want to focus on first, but don't sweat a lot of the systems in tech and stuff before you've got product market fit. There's too much you've got to iterate. So I hope that's helpful. I'm speaking from experience, my own, like hitting these plateaus and working with, like I said, dozens of other entrepreneurs that are going through this process themselves. Truly hope that it helps offer some perspective on why to scale and then some places to really start and how to get started. Cool. Adios. Thanks for joining us this week on Repeatable Revenue. Make sure to check out RayJGreen.com where you can subscribe to the podcast. And if you found value in the show, we'd really appreciate a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Or you can simply tell a friend about the show. That helps us out too. And if you want to explore any of my other resources, like my email newsletter, my coaching program, any special events, you can find it all at RayJGreen.com. Thanks again.